When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Rob Has a Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Armstrong, and I'm here tonight to talk about the final five eviction episode of Big Brother Canada 10. With me to do so, uh, we've we've brought one Kevin to talk about another Kevin. Uh, the, the real question, though, is, Kevin, are you a bad boy? I'm a bad boy. I'm a bad boy. Because Kevin uh, Martin is here with us. Kevin, how are you doing? Taryn, I am the definition of a bad boy, you know, and Kevin is a bad boy as well. And he's uh, spanking his way to potentially being one of the greatest house guests of all time. I'm obsessed with Kevin. Kevin from BB can is going to talk about Kevin from BB can 10 <laughs> because uh, it's just fitting. Taryn, I'm in a great mood. Thanks for having me. You know, the season is very entertaining and I've been enjoying it immensely. So I'm excited to be here with uh, you and Scally and talk about all of it. Yes, also with us tonight is Scally. How you doing, Scally? I'm good, Taryn. I'm excited to be here with uh, two of Jacob's boys, two of his bad boys. I <laughs> uh, even got this ring. Uh, don't propose, but, you know, to commemorate. <laughs> Get in there. I, now. I'm excited. I did tell Jacob to just show up if he wanted to. So uh, maybe a chance he shows up, but I wouldn't hold That's your like breath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Kevin, are you are you prepared for the uh, who's the best Kevin uh, discussions that are coming? Uh, yeah, uh, there's no there's no uh, debate though in my mind. We're different <laughs> we're different players, you know. He in a lot of ways does is doing what I wanted to do, like socially and strategically. Uh, no, there's, you can't you can't compare it. I won the game in a different way than hopefully. I, I really do think he's the favorite to win. You know, like how good of a game he's playing. Betty and Josh finally catch on to this at the final five, but Josh is on the block. You know, I was losing my mind. I was screaming at the television. This whole Betty and Josh are friends again, that cry moment. You needed to do that before the nomination ceremony, you guys. You messed up. They have, I feel like they fumbled this final five weeks so badly and just like have served it up to Kevin and Helena on a silver platter. Um, I think it's credit to the work Kevin and Helena are doing, but also there's been some like we have to talk about the, some of the mind blowing gameplay this year uh, and some some people just making some baffling decisions in that house. 
Truly, truly. Uh, we also have uh, Melissa in the chat. She wants to know if you know her name now um, instead of just knowing her as that new girl, which of which you referred to her on the Big Brother Canada five feeds. I, I, Melissa, I'm very familiar, and I, you've stepped up massively. The, I, the one, t- the now we're going down a rabbit hole of RHAP history, but you know, <laughs> Melissa, I'm just going to leave it at that. You're doing fantastic. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, um, we're going to talk through tonight's episode, the Thursday night eviction episode of Big Brother Canada 10, as we saw uh, that Jace was evicted here at the final five. And if you have not been caught up with the feeds, you might not know how much of a roller coaster this week has been in terms of uh, just how back and forth the decision was between Jace and Josh. We saw it a little bit here on the show. I think the, by the way the show portrayed it was that they were like, let's keep Josh. And then Jace convinced them to keep Jace. And then Josh kind of convinced them to keep Josh, which is like the simplified version of what happened. The reality is that every single morning I had to come on to the update and say, so they changed their minds again. Uh, and it happened, um, probably three times as, uh, as, as often as we saw in the episode, but it did finally end with that Josh conversation and the decision to evict Jace. And, uh, and Jace is now out of the game. No more Jace. Uh, she is heading to. The jury house. Uh, Kevin, how have you felt about uh, Jace's game? I thought she had a great performance. You know, she went super deep. Um, I think she is a good player. Peely said she was a great player. And I looked at her. I was like, excuse me? The situation that she allowed to go down between Marty and Gino with the gummy bears, that alone, she's a good player. She messed up earlier with that situation and it put her. She was in a tough spot. If Gino doesn't go home there. That's an extra shield. That's an extra week, perhaps. I think she could have gone at least final four, if not to the final three. Um, so that's a self-inflicted wound there. But she was fun. She was cool. I thought she brought a good energy to the show. Yeah. Um, uh, showmance is no more. Love is dead, Taryn. Love, love is dead. Well, uh, Mike, don't focus I, I have on a love. feeling like the love is going to reignite in that jury house tonight, though. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, uh, Scally, we did see Jace uh, go out with a little bit of a bang here. Definitely put in a good performance with uh, with Kevin and Helena, making some very good points for why she should stay over Josh. So good that uh, I do, in fact, agree with them. I don't think they made the right call here, um, but uh, but they do make this call, uh, and and that is going to be it for for Jace here, Scally. Mm-hmm. That's the problem where I, if you had told me some anyone was calling JC Lynn a great player before this week, I really would have questioned uh, what was going on. But just this last little push, I feel like getting Gino out of the game has really like turned on like JC Lynn for her just being able to actually play as a solo player. She didn't have him to hide behind. He was always going to go before her. And so with him out of the way, I think it kind of put her into a different gear. And if this had happened earlier, maybe she would have been able to build a couple relationships that actually took her further so kind of a double-edged sword having Gino stay this long for her yeah in some ways for sure I, I think that there are there are definitely players in the history of the game that I have been like it feels like they have potential but they're too focused on a showmance and that's I think the the thing that like that's sort of the mainstream view of showmance is that like you get distracted by the showmance you're not your head's not in the game it puts a big target on your back 
Um, but there, it, it is also a benefit because you have one person locked in. Um, and the fact that it's public can be useful to you as well because it's intimidating. Uh, to, to target either of you means targeting both of you and to pull one of you in means pulling both of you in, which means you're more valuable as numbers as well. Which is why we see so many people want to work with showmances to use them. And then, uh oh, they happen to be young and fit people most of the time. And then they win a bunch of competitions and then they win the game. Uh, so it definitely can be a double edged sword. I think the true, like, uh, like epitome of good strategic showmances is somebody is are a duo that are in a showmance and can also not be distracted by the showmance and also play the game and maintain connections outside of that uh that situation that's a deadly combination for sure i don't know that that's exactly what we got this season but uh, i do think that we saw here in this bit of time without gino that jace did have some potential in the game that maybe went a little bit unrealized because of the the gino uh of it all mm-hmm. yeah i always thought that she could have done a better job managing especially the marty relationship you know like uh, Marty was just so in love with Gino for almost no reason at all. <laughs> so think about it this way. It's like JC Lynn is basically dating Gino. This man is in love with your boyfriend. Basically. I, I, if there was a little more communication there, she could have maybe like uh, helped drive that bus a little bit better. But I felt as soon as Gino Marty gone in the triple, obviously she had this potential. She just didn't have the people around her anymore to make that final push and they got her at the final five. Taryn, you said, was it the right decision for Kevin and Helena to vote out uh, JC Lynn? You, you think that's a bit of a, an error. So, so here's uh, again, if, if you're not somebody that has been listening to the, the feed updates and you've been listening to the recaps, then you, you might not have gotten all of my thoughts on this, which is basically that at the start of the week, I was like, doesn't really matter either way, like uh, one way or another, it, it can go either way for Helena. It's probably better to keep Jace because Jace was saying she would take Helena to the final two for Kevin. It's probably better to take Josh. And then Betty and Josh caught on to Kevin. We'll talk about that. Uh, Josh completely turned on Kevin at that point. It was like Kevin at that point could go either way because Jace would take Helena. Josh would take Helena or Betty. Um, and so it's just a matter of like, who's actually better at comps. And I kind of leaned that Josh would be better at comps and that Jace would be a little bit worse at comps and that Josh would be harder to beat and Jace would be a little easier to beat potentially if they did somehow comp their way to the end. Um, and so I leaned in that direction, but uh, then things all shifted all around and Jace started promising them final three and Jace started say- saying to Kevin, like, I'll take you to the final two. Um, she tells Arissa here tonight that she meant it. I don't doubt that she meant it, but I do think that there's a decent chance she would have changed her mind if, presented with the situation especially with betty getting in her ear like you think you have the best chance against kevin and helena but they're working together and kevin is the mastermind of the season uh you can't beat him nobody can beat him at which point she might change her mind but either way i mean she was more willing to work with kevin than josh is at this time um and the real mistake in my eyes is that they really went back and forth about this i mean they went back and forth then back and forth and they told uh, as we saw, they told Jace, we are, I'm, Kevin said, I'm voting you out. And then she convinced him not to. And so, uh, then, uh, they told Betty, we're voting Josh out. And then Betty told Josh, they're voting you out. And so Josh then went to them and was like, don't vote me out. And they joked around with Josh, as we saw in the episode. Uh, and he convinced them that he was willing to throw 
the HOH, which... The fact that these two believe me right now is truly hilarious. I'm lying through my teeth, and you know what? Not only am I going to win the next HOH, but when I do, I'm throwing their asses on the block. He didn't mean. Um, so, uh, so in that sense alone, I think the keeping Jace was the better option. Like I said, I also think that Josh is more capable in competitions. I think they're both very good at competitions. Clearly, Jace has won more than Josh at this point. But um, Josh just has the physical build to win a comp. Like Josh's physical build is a more is a tougher obstacle to overcome for a player like Kevin and Helena um, than Jace is good at balancing or being good at quizzes because Josh is also good at quizzes. I just think that Josh is going to be harder to beat. If Josh is in the final three HOH, there's usually at least one part of that that just will go to Josh unless he really screws it up. Mm -hmm. Uh, Right. So in that way, I think that probably better to keep Jace. And then finally, the way that this impacts how the jury sees them in my eyes, um, the way that Jace leaves says it all Um, in her speech. She says, great job to Josh and Betty for tricking you two idiots into thinking they're not working together when clearly they are. Um, These two are the strongest duo in the game. I mean, that's shots fired directly at the ghosts um, saying, no, 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 the ghosts, you guys are idiots. It's these two that have tricked you. And in this case, they kind of have. Um, And that narrative, it could either die on the vine because Kevin or Helena win the final four veto and they evict one of Josh or Betty and they go to the final three and it doesn't matter. Or it will be hammered home when Josh or Betty wins the final four veto and evicts one of Kevin or Helena, making them look like real idiots. Uh, so for all of those reasons, I feel like this was a bit of a mistake. That said, and we'll talk about this as well, but I do think that Kevin's goodbye message kind of pulls some of his coals out of the fire here. Um, in regard to that, but we are now in a situation where it is, it's two V two heading into this final four and, uh, it's kind of do or die for Kevin and Helena. Mm-hmm. That was the problem. I think they started the week with like no bad scenarios uh, with Josh being marginally better to go and ended the week with no good scenarios with Josh being much better to leave for them. Uh, but even if he's going, he is going to be so bitter that that jury is looking bad. Like all of their good work to stay off of the uh, block in the beginning of the week with Betty is undone by keeping Josh here. Like they don't get the credit of like, wow, you made such a great move in staying off the block because it looks like they got fooled into keeping Josh and Betty together. And so not so great from Kevin and uh, Helena, unfortunately, with how they played this week. Yeah, especially with uh, I was surprised that Josh just instantly linked back up with Betty. Um, I was like, Josh, you need to stay this week. I thought he should have been distancing, but eventually it didn't. uh, It didn't matter. Hypothetically, let's say JC Lynn stays, wins that final four veto. Do you think she's voting out Kevin and Helena in that spot or or would she have tried to take them to the final three? I, I mean, so like like she said to Arissa, I think she meant it when she promised them that she would. But probably um, would change your mind. Yeah. And I and I think that and I think that she meant it not only because she would have been loyal to her word, because I don't think that would have really mattered to her. But from Jace's perspective, I actually think there's a logic for why it makes sense. Um, Right. Like. If you are Jace and you have the the decision to evict either, let's say, Kevin or Betty, um, yes, Kevin and Helena are a duo. They'll take each other to the final three. They're probably promising you different, but you can't believe them. Um, and maybe Betty promises that she'll take you to the final three, but will she really? 
Will she really take you over, Helena, the person that she has stated to the cameras she would prefer to take to the final two? Probably not. You're probably in a situation where you have to win anyway. And if that's the case, and Kevin has lost both of these competitions yet again, Kevin's the worst competitor here. Betty's probably the best. Uh, maybe, maybe at least on, on par with Helena. Uh, I think there's a very good reason for her to decide. Uh, Kevin's maybe a bigger jury threat and maybe he's tight with Helena, but I have to win anyway and I'm not taking Kevin or Betty anyway. So I might as well just evict Betty here. Um, that said again, if Betty's in her ear, like don't let Kevin look like a mastermind. He is the guy. Uh, if you do this, you'll look like a fool. Um, maybe she changes her mind ultimately, but, um, but I do think there's a much, much better chance that she evicts Betty over one of them than, than Josh at this point for sure. You know what I love as you say all those names and as you mentioned all those names, I think you mentioned every single one of the five and you think about the game from their perspective. Uh, it really feels like this season, everyone's got a chance at the front. Mm-hmm. Like all five have a path to win this thing. Sometimes the end game of Big Brother can be a little boring because maybe there's one or two people that are just not going to win. And then the other players try to take them to the final two with, as the GOAT position. But it feels like in this situation, like Betty can win. Helena can definitely win. Kevin can win. And then Josh can, can obviously win. Like if it depends on these final few comps, it depends on the jury house. So that's what I wanted to ask you guys. By the way, lit scene tonight in the jury house. Who's Moose and Herman? Yeah. And are having a fun time. Are having a fun time in the, the losers lounge over there, which I respect. You know, uh, those guys are, are, are creating some good TV there. Um, they, what, what are they like? The one person I think they're very anti is Josh, basically, based on what happened. That could be uh, jo- Josh, mm-hmm. I think, is the most likely to be a losing finalist at this point. Um, but yeah, what do, you, what, do you, what do you think about that? Do you think uh, all players have a pretty equal chance right now? Obviously, more some more than others. I do. And I, I, and obviously I think it depends what happens here with the, with the veto and, and who goes into the final three because, because there are two, two duos here. Um, it dramatically changes the odds for each person depending on who gets evicted at final four. But I do think they all have a, a, a good chance. I think that Helena, um, especially with her goodbye message, which we'll talk about, um, yeah, might not have the best chance. I feel like Betty could have a chance to beat Helena here in the end. Against Kevin, I actually feel like Kevin's goodbye message could really help put him over the top. Uh, I really feel like Jace's narrative coming in, it's going to be the last one they hear until like that final four person comes in at the round table, uh, which I think is important. Um, and so, um, I, I feel like they all have a chance in when it comes to Josh, um, you know, Moose is mad. Summer is mad. Herman is mad. Herman wasn't mad when he left, but I think he's become mad because Moose was mad, if that makes sense. Um, but Gino's not mad at Josh. Marty's not mad at Josh. Um, Jace certainly isn't mad at Josh. They're all very impressed with Josh. Those three alone are three mm-hmm. votes potentially for Josh over almost anybody left at this point, uh, potentially. Um, and on top of that, again, I think that the narrative that Jace comes away with, hey, Josh tricked them into keeping him when he was working with Betty again, because yes, on one hand, you can look at it from the perspective that Kevin said in his goodbye message, which is that Kevin was in charge. He pulled in Josh for safety and he's the one that's been calling the shots. But if you actually look at this final four makeup, it kind of looks like Josh is the one in the best position, because if you assume that Kevin and Helena are still loyal to Josh at the final four and they're keeping Josh, 
you can also assume that Betty might now be loyal to Josh and that Josh is guaranteed final three and that Josh is the biggest threat to win that competition. Um, and at that point, Kevin and Helena, I guess, are banking that the jury might be bitter at Josh. But I think what you will often see is they will be bitter until they have to respect it. I mean, that's what happened with Ty last season. Everybody talked to me on the way out the door of the Big Brother Canada Nine House saying Ty is the last person I'll vote for. He's at the, he's near the bottom of my list. I'm pissed at Ty. He said, enjoy jury, Beth, not getting my vote. Um, but then, and, and, and they're like, I hope I see Ty. Like every week, it's like, I hope Ty was evicted because I really want him to pay for the decision he made to betray me. Um, but then as every week goes by and he's not showing up, you're like, okay, all right. Okay, he's sitting there in the final two now. Like, uh, clearly he made some right decisions. I have to give it up to him at this point, right? Uh, I really feel like that could happen here with Josh. Against Kevin, maybe not. But I don't think Josh has any intention of going to the end with Kevin. Against Helena or Betty, I think so. I think he absolutely could win. Mm-hmm. And I think if Josh is getting to the end, he's probably doing so because he won a couple comps. Yeah. Uh, I don't think many people are taking Josh very willingly to the end. And this jury has shown that they and said over and over, they respect comp wins. That's what they want to see. And if he ends up there against someone who hasn't won a bunch or hasn't been able to like show their game really in front, I just feel like, like you said with Ty, I feel it's just people come around, they say they're bitter, and then that uh, doesn't actually come to pass once they have to vote. The show had heavy emphasis on comps this episode. And that's partly as the numbers go down, the comps are, I mean, that's part of the story is is like, they're just really important, especially they could, I think they could always, I think you can ax the final four HOH. You don't need that one. It's just an extra immunity comp because it's all about that final four veto, but they really are emphasizing it. I guess they need like, there's a little bit of fluff in this episode. I felt as well, you guys stuff that wasn't, you know, grabbing my pure attention. I, in, in terms of the other episodes in Big Brother, there's so many episodes you're going to get some duds, but the ones that have been good this year, I think, are some maybe of the best episodes uh, of the franchise. Like yeah. the triple, the double, the way production was doing the storytelling, the way production was breaking the fourth wall, and mm-hmm. like while the and they you hear producer's voice, all that stuff's new. They're taking a bit of a that page, that playbook out of Survivor, and that stuff that Jeff does, and I think it's working really well. You know, like. I think BB can 10 is really up there in terms of, and I'm a pessimist when it comes to this stuff. If a season sucks, it sucks. You know, I don't yeah. have to name any, there's been some, yeah, of course, but BB can 10 has captured my attention and I'm very invested in these players down the stretch. Um, so a little thumbs up at production for kind of like coming out with a fire season this year. Yeah. And th- that's been a topic of conversation for us all, all season long is that like the episodes have been edited really well. Not only have they been mostly engaging, um, but, and this is somewhat of a first for Big Brother Canada, or at least for the first for a long time. They've been accurate. They, they, they haven't been creating things out of whole cloth. Like, uh, it's, they've been pretty much just sticking to what happened, which is very strange. Um, but very welcome. Uh, it really does feel like to me, like, um, it just feels like they care more this season. It feels like they like they're actually putting in an effort to like stay on top of what's actually happening, represent it accurately, and make it as entertaining as possible in the process. Uh, and I really think it shows. I really do. Um, even even in episodes where 
it's a little bit slower. Um, you know, it, it never feels like, uh, like, wh- why am I even watching this? It's not even remotely close to what's actually happening. I'm just, I'm watching a boring version uh, of something that didn't even happen. Yeah. You yeah. live, live feeders for years have cried foul on the accuracy of the VP can edit. And, uh, that's why I kind of, I like coming on these shows because I'm just a, a pure episode watcher. I don't dive into the live feeds too much. So that's one of the questions I really wanted to ask you guys is like, because what I'm getting on the edited episode is that Kevin in BB Can 10 could be an all-time great. Like that's what I'm getting every single week. And I wanted to ask you guys, is that accurate? Do you really is this guy as good basically that I think he is and other people think he is? I, I, I think so, uh, for the most part. I think this week has shown him to be at perhaps his weakest in terms of, you know, getting getting caught by Josh and, and Betty. Um, and, uh, and making this decision, not realizing that Josh has turned on him. Um, but even in a moment like this, he leaves this amazing goodbye message for Jace, oh, yeah. um, to, uh, to potentially keep him, uh, okay. I, now the thing is, uh, he's really like, uh, he, he, he does not seem to be very comp, uh, capable. Um, and that, that, at the end of the day, it's That's very right. important. If he took that part of, <laughs> yeah. take that from me and give that to him. Dude, if we could, if we can nick and fill, I'll just play the comps. He can yeah. play the game. Like, oh, that would be unstoppable. Play, yeah, I would play the comps for Kev. You know, we could, we could combine our forces. We'd be the best of all time. Yeah. Um, yeah. With Kevin, it's been like, He's been phenomenal at times, and I would say most of the time. I think there are a few weeks where the credit's been a little heavy on the show versus the feeds. But in general, I would say the reason why it's been so accurate is uh, or a contributing reason is almost that it's, yes, very flip floppy, complicated, but it's not the most high level. Um, sometimes it is uh, a little, you know, people are not making the best decisions for them. And so while it is, uh, you know again unpredictable it's not necessarily so high concept that it makes it difficult to portray on tv i i think i think from my perspective what what has made kevin's game so impressive thus far is that um he has been playing from behind basically from the get-go and he is constantly dealing with a, a large amount of adversity um in terms of just like you know this is not your cody calafuri um, coming into the game and just being so naturally gifted at like everything. And he's so good looking that everyone just wants to work with him. Um, and, and all of these things like, uh, you know, th- th- this is, this is Kevin and he's, he's a winter baby. And, uh, you know, like that's, that's just, uh, that's just who, who he is. And because of that, he's going to have a harder time. Um, you know, naturally being able to connect with, uh, with certain people in the same way that, um, that other people might be able to. And so he's been working from behind all season long. He's constantly running into situations where like that didn't go his way and he's having to maneuver around that. Um, and you know, this person doesn't trust him. So he needs to like, Herman is trying to work a very structured game and make everything nice and neat, uh, for like, um, you know, the people that are, that are cool and running things. Um, and Kevin has to like find a way to like disrupt that and minimize what Herman is doing and, and pull in Josh and use him secretly. Um, it, Kevin is exactly what we want to see in uh, a Big Brother player because he's very capable and uh, has a lot of work that he needs to do. Um, you know, like usually when we see very capable players, they're able to get themselves into nice little cushy positions and they just do little minimal work along the way 
to make sure everything's nice and calm. Uh, Kevin's fighting for his life every day. Um, and that's, I think, a large part of why this season has been uh, entertaining. I mean, him, him and Helena have just have been unbelievable in terms of how they got through the triple. They, and I think the most impressive thing they've done is not get nominated either of them at the final five. That's like yeah. unbelievable. Like, like you, you've got to be kidding me that Josh wins the triple, puts up Betty, Betty stays, Betty wins the final five HOH, puts up Josh, and they're crying because they're best friends. Like, it doesn't make any sense that Kevin and Helena made it through this so unscathed. Historically, a duo would need a comp win here or there to do it, but I've been very impressed with both of them. Um, talking strategy with Helena was like super cool as well. And she's all fired up for the, the final portions of the game, you know? Um, yes. Tell, tell us about this conversation. Uh, yeah, how did it, go? it was good. Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, the show showed condensed versions of everything we talked about, but I got to talk with Helena in the Expedia room, a live chat. There were certain rules on, on me. Of course, I couldn't say a name. I couldn't give her information of, of what was going on in the live feeds or whatever but just general concepts or whatever. And most of all, I think it came down to like, Helena, you're actually just kicking ass. Just like keep doing what you're doing. And, you know, they're so tired. You can see it on the show this year, like especially with the the loved ones visit. I thought that loved ones visit was, I can usually kind of like, oh, come on, the loved ones visit. But actually having them in person there in that phone room, I thought was a really good. And you can see on the contestants, they are emotionally and like very, very drained. This is, they're really at the end of this thing. So with Helena, I talked about like, what's her plan to get to the end. She really does believe Kevin is going to take her to the final two. And that's one of the main things she's banking on. She did. I couldn't say names to her. She said she was really worried about Josh, which is very surprising. Obviously on the live feeds, they flip back and forth all week. She told me, She's like, my heart knows that Josh is not going to take me to the final two. And I wasn't allowed to say anything, but I was like, okay, like, you know, <laughs> you should probably think about that. I was kind of like, one of these, like, okay, like maybe, maybe you should give that some thought. Like that's a big deal. At the, you know, um, I actually thought she was going to evict Josh this week, but it really seems like what we saw on the show was Kevin really got the ghost peppers to go the way that he wanted this week. Is that true that Kevin really uh, like swung Helena and made that happen? Yes. Uh, the, the ghost peppers is a different alliance. So it's a, just the ghosts, just the just ghosts. Ghost. Okay. There's uh, what I, the, the, them too. Uh, that's, there's that's, multiple that's, alliances with the word ghost in it. It's uh, the the ghost peppers was a different season, um, but uh, the, they're just the ghosts. Uh, and then the three of them with Josh is the crash test dummies. But yes, Kevin says this in the episode. Helena can think what she wants right now, but eventually I'm going to pull her in and I'm going to get her to vote the way that I think is best for me. And honestly, I didn't I didn't know exactly how aware of this Kevin was, um, because what I observed all week long was Kevin would decide. I think we should keep Josh and Helena would say, yes, I agree. And then he would go, actually, I think we should keep Jace. And she would go, yep, I agree. And then he would go, actually, no, now I'm thinking we should keep Josh again. And she would go, yep, that's what I think too. Um, And to hear him say it 
like just explicitly out loud, just further cements like he he knows he is making the decision this week. That has pretty much been how they have operated all season long, which is not to say that Helena has not contributed significantly to their alliance or that she is not doing a significant amount of work. Um, but when it comes to the direction that they head in, yes, Kevin has been the one calling the shots. Gotcha. So that's so that's accurate. Helena, who who what is Helena's best chance in a final two? To both get there and beat the person, what's her main option to win the entire game? So, I, I, you know, what I was saying at the beginning of the week was, I think she can go to the end with Kevin. She just needs to start undermining him a little bit in goodbye messages, mm. playing the playing to the jury a little bit better. She had a she had a relationship with Jace where I think she could have pulled off getting Jace's vote over Kevin. I think that, um, again, like even just even just making a move, like keeping Jace over Josh and then selling it to Josh, like, hey, look, Jace would take me, Kevin would take you. So I had to start playing for myself and I had to make sure that you left. Josh goes to the jury house with that and they go, oh, look at Helena getting one over on Kevin. Mm -hmm. Now she goes to the end with Kevin. It looks like she really knows what she's doing. She did the complete opposite this week. She told Jace, uh, I would love to keep you, but Kevin doesn't want to, so I can't. Oh. Um, and then when they decided to keep her, uh, it was like, Kevin was like, okay, so I think we're keeping you. And Helena was like, are we really? And Jace was like, I thought you wanted to keep me, Helena. Um, and she was like, no, no, I'm willing to. And then when they decided against it again, it was again, Kevin being like, so we're not keeping you. Uh, and she was like, Helena, what the hell? And she was like, sorry, Kevin. Um, and so Jace is now going to the jury with the message, Helena is Kevin's follower. Um, and so can she be Kevin now? I think that's a much tougher call. Uh, so at this point, uh, because she hasn't gone in that direction, can she beat Josh? Maybe. Can she beat Betty? Maybe. I think like, um, again, like at the end of the day, it's, it's not like you can only, there's only so many options to sit next to. At some point you have to do actual good work at jury management and, I, I don't know that it's there now at this point. Um, I think it's going to be tough in order to beat Josh. I think she has to really paint it like Josh was their minion the whole time. And that, um, you know, like maybe she cut, like she's not going to cut Kevin for Josh. She'd much rather go take her chances with Kevin than Josh at this point. So that's kind of a moot point. Could Josh take her over Kevin? Yes. And she can say, yeah, we used Josh. Uh, we brought they cause one of them evicts Betty and then it's Josh and, and Kevin and her in the final three and he evicts Kevin. And she goes, yes, I, I got Josh to take me over Kevin. I think that's, I think that's potentially a winning argument if she can sell that Josh was played by them the whole time. Um, but, uh, then against Betty, it's like, um, maybe if Betty takes her over Kevin, which is possible, she can again say like, Hey, I, I want, I got one over on Kevin at the last minute here. So yeah, I think that's maybe the only way to win at this point. I don't, I don't know that she can go to the end with Kevin anymore. That's the thing. No, it's what I thought was, I had been thinking this week, like Helena versus Kevin may not be as decided for Kevin as I had thought at points. And so Helena was doing good work. Like Josh and Betty were getting so bitter specifically at Kevin. And had Josh gone this week, I really think he would have gone into that jury house like on a tirade against Kevin. (laughs) Just Kevin cannot win no matter what. Helena's there. I'm voting for her. And I think that like that could have made a big impact in the jury house. And as well, once they decide to keep Josh, like then, um, Helena and Kevin even discussed like, all right, just in case Josh could uh, disclose the crash test dummies to get ahead of him. We need to talk about the ghost and make that clear. And Kevin follows through on that. Helena 
takes the opportunity to be petty, which I can personally respect and enjoy, but it really limits her chances of winning against Kevin specifically that make it almost like you have to hope that the jury is bitter against Josh at that point. Yeah, let's let's listen to Helena's goodbye message. Stacey Lynch, you're a strong, independent girl. There's no doubt about that. But you focus more on love than the game. My head was always in the game since oh, the beginning. Shut up. I know you don't respect oh my, my decision, but you're outside this house and I'm in here. <laughs> uh, that was uh, that was like a there's uh, I feel like you can roast people in the goodbye messages in like a fun spirited way. That was not it. That was like. You could, I mean, Jason Lynn verbally said, "Like, oh, shut up." She just didn't even want to hear the second half. <laughs> that was not good. That was a that was one of the all time bad uh, goodbye oh. messages there. But it was also so. That's good. what I told you to do in the strategy <laughs> talk. I was like, start roasting people, Helena. As they go <laughs> <the door." laughs> Man, I, so that I mean that me and both me and Peely were watching the episode. We looked at each other. I was like, uh oh, Helena's jury management might not just be there. Regardless, if she, well, I was very uh, impressed with Helena. Obviously, the entire season, specifically in the recent in the recent uh, final five veto comp, the way she attacked it, I was like, oh, she could be a low key like good at these final mental comps, and and there's a way she could win these final ones as well. But that that goodbye message, I think, lowered her stock uh, dramatically. Yeah, and I mean that's always something to note, of course. Uh... If Helena wins the next cup, like at least two of the mm-hmm. remaining three competitions, um, that could definitely help uh, sell her. Like if she has, you know, four comp wins to Kevin's one um, and and stuff like that, like may, maybe she gets uh, some points there. But um, definitely not helping with the goodbye message here. Uh, and it, the, the contrast, too, between hers and Kevin's. This is Kevin's. When the sides of the house were formed, I had the idea to make a secret group of three with us and Josh to protect us all. You almost got me to flip on it this week because you are that good at this game. And I had to cut it off, but she go, she's like, oh, like she has a visibly and audibly positive reaction to what mm-hmm. Kevin is saying. Um, and then tells Helena, oh, shut up, Helena. <laughs> yeah, and when JC, like, you can tell in the jury, like, I really think the jury, those guys in the jury of Herman, Moose, Gino, I think they're, and JC Lynn, they are going to be a voting block in that jury. And I don't think JC Lynn's going there with a lot of Helena love after that message. So um, we'll we'll have to see how the votes work out at the end. Yeah, and obviously in particular here, Kevin not only much more complimentary of Jace, uh, but he does a couple things that I really like, which is first, obviously, taking credit for um, a lot of what happened this season, essentially. Uh, Helena and I have had a final two from the start, um, making sure that that she knows and that now the jury knows that this is not something that came together like halfway through out of convenience or anything, that this has been planned from the beginning. Um, then saying, I came up with the idea to pull Josh in, uh, to protect us, um, and making it clear that like I was the driver of this situation, which fits perfectly in with what Helena was saying to Jace all week long. Um, and then, uh, also, Helping sort of triage the whole indecisiveness of the week where they went back and forth so many times, basically creating a narrative where he was always keeping Josh. Then one time she almost flipped him because she's that good, but he had to stick with his plan and keep Josh, which helps keep some of the credit away from Josh for staying. Um, I don't know how much of that will stick, 
but um, but it, it definitely helps put a, a bandaid on the situation where it still can look like Kevin's decision and not like Josh tricked them. But at the end of the day, if Josh evicts one of them at Final Four, it will look like Josh tricked them. Um, and there's nothing that they can do about that. So they're still pretty locked into having to win these competitions in my eyes. So that's uh, that's An where we're at breakdown. there. An amazing breakdown. An amazing breakdown. And and there are four four left. Twenty five percent chance in theory, but I mean, some have more, some have less. Uh, and everybody's eyes start to look forward to the final four veto competition, mm. which is the single most overpowered comp in the world it's so powerful it's so important <laughs> yeah so so typically what we see in to my memory in the final four veto is some sort of elaborate puzzle-esque competition right um last season i believe it was the one where they were like searching in the room and then they had to go mm-hmm. through the wall um and then before that i think it was like uh the weird like they were going in the tunnely things and going up and down the it was like a, an ant farm looking oh the thing. mario party game yeah yep, that yeah, one yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh so um you know different variations of puzzly things uh one one of which i think you know josh would be very good at something very physical jumping up and down and crawling through things one of which i think helena has proven to be very good at in terms of just puzzles the two competitions she's won have both been puzzle like competitions although in one of them josh claims he threw that competition to her um so josh i think again has a good shot um oh that was the tooth puzzle one josh claims puzzle, yeah. to have thrown that one to helena interesting yes. you know that yeah uh so i mean either way uh like if there's any again any element of physicality um josh is going to have a little bit of a leg up here so we will see um, first, they're going to have uh, what usually for the final four is a quiz competition where um, it's usually, I believe, the one where it's like the the faces or names or whatever are like slowly coming up Buzzers. on the screen. Yes, you buzz, buzz in. in as soon as you know the answer, you give the answer and you either get a point or maybe you lose a point um, if you get it wrong, maybe. Um, but uh, historically, there's no deduction of a point. So no. it's uh, his favorite aggressive buzzing. And if you just guess, <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. You get it wrong. Yeah, I, I would like to see them put a negative point on that comp. But uh, yeah. for wrong answers anyway. They I mean, should scratch would... the whole five, the final four HOH. I, 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 they should just scratch it. It's just so dumb. It's just unnecessary. Like it's one extra immunity comp. It really, it really. And then they still do the whole nom ceremony. I think the audience has gotten smarter. They understand that the noms of the final four don't matter because it's, it, you know, entirely the veto. Um, and, uh, you know, you can fast forward this part. They, they, I, I always feel like you can get to the final four and then in the final two episodes, you can wrap up the story, you know, because all the juice in Big Brother really happens when there's like 16 to to. to 16 to six people in the house. That's the number where the game thrives. It's a hive of conversation, social strategy at the end, regardless of how talented these players are, which they are very talented, social and strategic players. You can see on the show, they've like, there's three different episodes today where they were talking about comps. Like that is really a big part of what comes down to uh, uh, here at the end. So I gave Helena a bunch of advice and I actually think she could be, a favorite going in this final four veto just in the way that she attacked that veto 
and the mm-hmm. blindfolded and the sand, the way she was aggressively moving around and like her movement, I just feel like her level of pace was really, really, really good in that comp. And I like a couple of the things she did. So I don't know. I think Kalina could definitely win this final four veto. But uh, Betty is not playing in the final four HOH comp. Yeah. Hypothetically, Kevin or Helena win the veto. What do you think they're going to do with the final four? Are they going to get rid of Betty or Josh at that point? I think they get rid of Josh. Um, mm. That said, who knows? They went back and forth so much this week. Uh, it's <laughs> certainly possible because here's because here's the thing. Kevin believes he can get Josh to throw the final three HOH. Um, mm. and, uh, and, and, and Josh, obviously, the fact is that these two believe me right now is yeah. not going to do that. Um, <laughs> but that idea, I think, is tempting to Kevin. And if he had the choice between Josh and Betty and he feels like he can get Josh to throw that final three HOH, there's a chance that he might start getting that indecision bug again and that things could get a little weird. So uh, I would not necessarily count uh, count Josh out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the problem would be if Josh were to come out hard on this final four HOH and then come up short. Uh, That's true. And- yeah, so if he's proven to have lied here at Final Four, that Final Three promise is not going to hold a I lot mean, of weight. That said, <laughs> though, here's the thing. Here's the thing, though, right? Because part of part of the the weirdness of this week is that um, Betty and Josh did a very bad job at hiding the fact that they've gotten back together. They're hanging out all the time. You saw in the episode, they're like on the couch together. Yeah, they're giggling, um, tickling each other, giggling, telling exactly. stories and, and stuff. And when Kevin and, and, and Helena went to Betty to say, we're voting Josh out, um, you still don't care either way, right? She was like, no, I definitely don't care either way, but definitely don't vote Josh out. That's a terrible <laughs> idea. I don't think that you should do that. Um, and then like went upstairs and like had a, a breakdown. She was so upset and they saw right through her. Uh, and they were like, her reaction tells us everything we need to know. We are absolutely making the right decision, taking Josh out. And then they forgot about it. So like, yeah. they might just forget that Josh tried in the situation for all we know at this point. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know if you can tell how frustrated I am by their waffling. Um, I had almost forgotten about it, but this reminded me. Uh, so, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. 
so who knows? But uh, it, it, it's definitely there. Are, I definitely think there are some interesting choices depending on who wins HOH and who wins veto. Um, like, for instance, um, Josh making a decision between, say, Kevin and Helena. Uh, let's say Josh wins HOH and then he wins the veto and he's going to leave Betty off the block. Uh, him and Betty probably collectively decide who they want to go. They're very upset with Kevin. They have talked a lot about making uh, taking Kevin out. Um, but Kevin is probably worse at competitions. And if their goal is to get to the end together, then is that really what they want to do? Uh, you know, not, not necessarily a given there. Um, for Betty, she's talked about maybe wanting to bring Helena to the end. Uh, instead of Josh, but I don't know if she's still thinking that considering that they've really reconciled since then. Um, so, uh, there are a lot of interesting decisions. Yeah. If Betty wins the veto, does she take the shot at Kevin? Uh, probably that's what it sounds that like. Would, that would be the, that would be the sort of the instinct I think mm-hmm, would be to yeah. take the shot at Kevin. But, um, I, I, I wouldn't say with a hundred percent certainty that it would happen. Um, because I do think they would, they would probably think about it at least especially if like say say josh wins both of those competitions but in both of those competitions helena's a close second and kevin is a distant third or fourth mm-hmm. um i think at that point they start to go should we just i mean helena's better at competitions should we just take kevin to the final three which again like even though it might seem a little bit counterintuitive because kevin is a bigger jury threat um at the end of the day, if he doesn't win that comp, like he can't get there. So uh, it might actually be the move, but, um, but who knows? Yeah. Never say never on BB Canton. I mean, how many times did someone almost or actually go through with evicting their literal number one ally this season? So you never know. (laughs) That's a thing that happens so much on BB Canton where people just like acts like they're a number one, just randomly. And like people, people thought I was shady. I never, if you're my ally, I was always like, you know, in your court, I wasn't going to randomly go after you. Uh, That I just, uh, what happened with Gino? Can we, can we, or do we want to stay focused on this? But can I ask you guys some questions from previous stuff? Go for the, it. The triple, obviously, you guys were losing your mind when Josh puts Betty up as a replacement, right? Like that was a huge, I would say that was almost one of the craziest moments of the whole season was that decision. Yeah. I mean, just bad decision all around for, for Josh. Um, and, and honestly, like, again, kudos to Kevin and, and, and Lena for their excellent work at, um, convincing Betty that Jace was the enemy, even though Jace had been trying to work with Betty the week prior, um, in order to get Betty to not see that they were aligned, because this should have 1000% exposed the fact that they have, uh, a final three, uh, the three of them. Um, That's what, so Betty figuring out Kevin at the final five, like, what do you mean? Have you not seen like the chain of safety? They choose each other, triple eviction. Don't they don't go after each other? What do you mean they're working together? Obviously, like if you're figuring that out at the final five, like that, I was so baffling to me when Betty had this like realization moment of like, I think Kevin and Helene are working together. Obviously, like look at what's been going on. Of course, they're lock and step. So that I just I feel like there's a big gap between Kevin and Helena and the other players in in you know how they're how good they are basically at the game. I just. uh that's what I'm getting on the edited episodes, that there's a bit of a master class going on here. And Kevin and Helena have just been running the show so effectively. 
Yeah, and, and they'd been working on Josh for so long to make sure that he was willing to make that move as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, you know, you can almost understand it from Josh's perspective if you really, like, follow that story all the way through. Um, but the, the confusing thing for me in this episode is when Josh is in the diary room talking about, like, uh, so Betty and I have finally figured out, we've caught on to what Kevin has been doing this whole time. And I'm j- Josh. <laughs> Are you trying to gaslight me? Like, what are you talking about? Betty and yourself have caught on to... You've been with Kevin for over a month doing these things with him. What do you mean you and Betty are catching on to him? What are you talking about? I I mean, say it to Betty, but don't say it to me that you're catching on with Betty to what... You know! You've known! You've been doing it with him! What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And I would say, like, yes, Josh is not the mastermind of the season. It's well known. But Josh is so good socially, like a solid 15 out of 10. Bats his eyelashes. People want to keep him in the house for no reason. So, like, <laughs> yes, Josh is not phenomenal strategically. But he even talked about multiple times this week to almost an annoying point. Like, I don't know why people fall in love with me so easily. <laughs> like, it is just a gift that I walk around. They People get really attached to me, and I have no attachment to them. I have no problem voting <laughs> them out. So, <laughs> like, Josh is that good. And I think that, though it was with work, Josh realized that Kevin did that with him a little bit. And he's not used to getting got he's used to getting the people so that is i think what inspired so much bitterness towards kevin here Mm -hmm. uh yeah pretty pretty wild there um he is uh he does he'd have a a great uh reaction we we saw the family visit in this episode as well um and uh, there were some great moments uh josh talked about this afterward that he he pretty much cried for like four minutes and 30 seconds and talked for about 30 (laughs) seconds uh just like immediately he walked into the room and his face was went. (laughs) <laughs> um, josh is uh it's funny because peely my wife cries every time someone cries on the show so multiple <laughs> times josh has just been bawling i look over my wife is bawling I'm like why is everybody crying what's going on like what's going on here josh has not been uh slow to tears this season that has been well documented Mm. And then uh, there's some there's some great moments here as well. Uh, Helena sees her mom uh, and her mom has this to say to Helena. I didn't even believe you could get this. Oh, you did it. Thanks, mom. <laughs> uh, Helena said it so many times where she's like, I never thought I would get this far. But her mom agrees. <laughs> no, I, where, where did she get it from? Uh, you know, <laughs> That was one of the the one scene between uh, Kevin and Helena was really cute, and mm. uh, uh, um, Helena was talking about the the bond they had, the brotherly sisterly bond. That was a really very nice. I like that one. It was, yeah. They've yeah. gotten they've gotten really close, and it's uh, it's it's it is very sweet. Um, also very sweet. We got to see uh, Jillian. Um, finally, she brought a, a fake ring with her because they're not actually married. Um, she is, uh, so adorable. Uh, she's saying to Kevin, um, we, you're never gonna leave my side ever again. And he says, We could maybe do this thing for real. Yeah, don't propose right now. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. It's. <laughs> <laughs> so good <laughs> uh, she was really good I, I, I really like it you. as a couple 
<laughs> uh, it, she sobered up real quick. <laughs> I'm like, oh, don't do this. <laughs> it's funny too because it reminded me of when Kevin had the task to convince everyone he was self-evicting, and he talked to Summer. Um, and and he was like, Summer, I've got something I need to say. When I saw you, when I came into this game, you just had a great vibe about you. And she was like, okay. And he was like. I'm not about to admit I love you or anything. Like, that's the face you have on right now. Like, uh, something about Kevin just makes it feel like he's gonna, gonna do some sort of like overtly romantic gesture, I think. Uh, Josh has been hoping for it all season. So, <laughs> <laughs> is that, is that a storyline that hasn't maybe made the show of Josh and Kevin being a, a bit of a, a little item? Oh, yeah, Josh like is, a, it's a deleted a light, scene. Light, maybe. light flirt, light flirtation, maybe. Yeah. Um, he's a man but, crush. Was yes, man, man crush. <laughs> uh, it's it's so cool uh, to see Jillian. That was it was a really nice moment. We also get to see um, Betty's boyfriend Ian, which was very cool. Uh, so um, it's it was honestly like nice for them, I'm sure. But I actually like this just to like see see these people that they've been talking about for so long. Very very fun stuff. All right, um, Kevin, you 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 said you had questions. Any other? Were there any things throughout the season that you were found interesting? Yeah, I mean, it's just been such an interesting season. The the uh, I you, you, one thing that just will never leave my mind is this gummy bear incident. Both Marty being in love with Gino and putting him in danger. Gino mm. just being fine with it. Marty clearly states, "Hey." You don't have to put a gummy bear in. I would be like, okay, I'm good. All right. You guys can go ahead. Like he had a very clear option. It's not at the same level. I tweeted, I mean, Jed's decision to give up immunity for Beth deep in the game, uh, equally baffling, but like Gino just turning down a free week basically is an all time blunder as well. And they really, really, really messed it up there. Um, sadly, Marty had a, a crazy run of comp wins. And then as soon as he didn't win a comp, nobody was surprised that he was gone. Like that wasn't uh, a huge, uh, crazy storyline. Yeah. He I did like, not I, pull the Kevin Marty. Yeah. I started cheering for, I, Marty was a tough person to cheer for, but I kind of bought in the last few weeks as, uh, I feel like he really fell nicely into his character and he brought a lot of entertainment uh this season i think him being a catalyst for like benny just hating him and like him constantly being in power uh i thought he added a little bit of flair as well i missed the pre-jury how was the pre-jury overall i mean it was it was just as chaotic really yeah. most of it uh yeah i mean in in really like the the week that uh that kevin talked about when he pulled josh and is really the week where where he uh you know sort of took took charge of uh the game to, to some degree at least where um up until that point it really was like uh, well basically the be- the very beginning of the game was herman and kyle and gino um you know all kind ki- moose like the bro alliance plus the extras, there was an alliance called the Savage Seven, Tanisha and Summer were in it. They had side alliances going on. There was nice little uh, structure happening with the big main alliance, a couple of side alliances here and there. Um, and then Kyle goes on to win this, you know, third HOH. And we were like, all right, here we go. Easy week. He gets rid of Betty, who's on the outs. Um, he locks in all of his different alliances. Um, and then uh, and then Kyle, you know, he, he decided uh, that he had, you know, some other some other plans. Um, My degree is not in English. It is in sport media. 
The sport um, media degree, because I, I the, uh, all that storyline was constant on Twitter, and I was very amused by all of it. Yeah. It <laughs> by the way, for future Big Brother contestants, change your name to Kyle. If you're a Kyle going into 11 or 12, they're going to be like, oh, there's been like five Kyles. They've all sucked, you know? <laughs> and if any future Kevins want to get on this, like maybe... Get away, get away from Kevin. Get away from Kevin. Go by Kyle no, instead. Go, go by Kyle. Change your name legally. You'll have a way better shot. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So so Kyle really just goes wild. He doesn't trust Moose, who he knows from outside the game. He turns on Moose. He blows up like all of the different alliances that are going on. Herman now is like struggling to to hold all the pieces together because he really wants this structure to work. Um, but uh, but then you have like Kevin still in the background keeping himself off the block, helping sort of like uh, encourage these, uh, these divisions. Um, Jace win, uh, uh, um, sorry, uh, Jess wins in HOH. That's really when Kevin really has a lot of control over Jess's HOH. Um, and he tries to take a shot at Herman. Herman wins the veto. Um, and, uh, and at that point he orchestrates a split vote um, between the two, two. He basically creates sides of the house by orchestrating a split vote. Uh, he then runs with that five that votes out Tanisha himself, uh, Helena, Marty, Gino, and Jace, and that's eventually where we get to the gummy bears. Um, so uh, it's it's def- it's been interesting. It's been interesting for sure. If you asked me to rank the worst HOHs of the season, the only one I would not have in contention would be the first, in which Herman's main target won the veto. But it's probably just because we didn't have feeds because everything else was so wild this season. (laughs) Nothing went to plan. Everyone was making bad moves. It was very entertaining. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I little uh, little nugget I will drop from uh, production. Um, talking to production, we obviously talked to set up this segment. Uh, they're hyped on the season. They think it's one of the they all times be. that they've yeah. produced. They're, they're like the morale is high. They, they obviously they're exhausted. It's hard to make the show, but they're like the chatters. It's high. They're very they're very pumped with the content they've produced. They have gotten better. Yo, by the way, apparently now on BB Can Ten. Every time there's a comp result, everybody reads out a specific time. They're just like, oh, this is. Yeah, exactly we're getting what... all the times. Yeah. yeah. Where was that five years ago? <laughs> I needed a little bit of that when my seasons <laughs> get maybe a little more credit around these parts. Um, <laughs> so I like that. I like the breaking the fourth wall again. You know, Arissa's is really hitting her stride. Um, I think the show, you know, with Canadian television, you never you never know when it's going to go. But uh, I, I'm I'm pumped. I think man, six, seven, eight did not capture my attention. But ten has done a really good job of just. I'm a, a huge fan of the show. Basically, again this season. Yeah, it's it's so it's so great. It's such a relief to just like, and and I think the episodes are a huge part of it too. Because like six was fantastic on the feeds, but not represented at all in the episodes. It's mm-hmm. so fun to just have like um, a season where yeah, people can go back and watch the season. And probably like, you know, it won't be the same experience as watching it on the feeds, but they can enjoy it accurately. And like, it's a good time. Uh, like that's very cool, uh, in my eyes. So, um, we also, we have the, uh, the BB can awards are coming up. Um, and there are, there are some, uh, awards from past seasons as well. Um, and Ke- Kevin, you've been nominated. 
Hey, and you know, I've been nominated season three. You nominated for best uh, competition win or best uh, like winning game? No, best, that wasn't. No, was my it? shining moment was uh, me making out with everyone in Big Brother. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm in there. You know, the best kissing uh, award. You know, best me and kiss. Peely, I, you know, go vote for me and Peely's. Uh, go vote for our kiss. That kiss, I don't know, goosebumps. Maybe it's because we got married now, but the skin, the rain, <laughs> the passion. Oh, it's one of the all-time great kisses. Maybe not even, maybe in television history, not even reality TV. So there you go, yes. Best kiss, uh, Peely and Kevin versus uh, Adam and Sam. Tune into the award show to see a murder. We're going to smash <laughs> Sam. And they, that's what they gave us. No, no competition. <laughs> Three of softball there. Uh, there you go. Um, we also have, I mean, there are a few other season three moments. Uh, best speech is uh, Mitch versus the trio. Um, which was uh, there's a cancer mm-hmm. that he needs to uh, right. to extract from the house, uh, and then uh, Godfrey versus Zach. I want your blood on these hands, uh, and that really, I mean, that's that's a clash of titans right there for my for me. Two two amazing speeches. I would lean towards Godfrey a little bit. I, I think you have person. to. Yeah, I think <laughs> you have to because Godfrey's was more successful in yeah. the end, right? Yeah, slightly more iconic, but Mitch's was amazing as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got uh, also Maddie versus Chris coming in hot. Maddie versus Chris or Jesse is so woke. Um, what even was Maddie versus Chris? I don't know. Season eight references go over my head. I'm not. I mean, I'm 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 like uh, like I'll throw season eight any bones that I can in terms of like those poor souls that had the season canceled on them. Um, but uh, but I mean, you know, everybody remembers Jesse is so woke. If it's not Chris not recognizing his own mom at the Wendy's drive-through, I have no interest. Yeah, <laughs> what's the, um, we're, we're deep in the rabbit hole here, but is Chris Wiley still transforming brains out there? Is he still must he must be? That is one like biggest that. oopsie. Chris's surprise visitor, season eight, which oh, has classic. to be the winner versus uh, Dane versus the archive room, which I think was just like boxes. Yeah. Dane, you know, uh, Dane uh, was on the. Uh, I was wondering if they were going to bring somebody in from season eight for the winter messages, mm-hmm. but no, it's just Dane to Tyshawn, just, yeah. just a year and a half skip over. <laughs> that was a crazy time, man. When COVID was starting and and the season was going on, and you know, people are quitting, people are fighting, people want out, and then you know, and then they just canceled the whole season. Unprecedented that year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, you have a lot of uh, connections to some of these. Uh, best real talk: Cassandra versus Karen. Um, messiest beef: Bruno versus Sarah, or Spicy V versus Tara. <laughs> you remember oh, yeah. uh, Bruno versus okay. Sarah? Uh, I was you out. weren't there for I was it. Out. But, it was in yeah. my season. Yeah, it was in my right after my departure. That was a spicy one. Yes. Most tearful goodbye: Ika's final four exit. Uh, versus um the the marine departs. Uh, oh, that's right! Seven. I remember when Adam Pike got voted out, and the violins were swelling. I think they had a harp at one point in the episode. I was like, "Oh my god, it's a little, it's a little thick here with the marine leaving." Mm. Um, it's uh, best blunder. Dimitri's uh, comp flop, uh, I, which was um uh, probably the uh, the moment in the car. I would imagine. Yeah. <laughs> Great moment. 
<laughs> uh, versus, I mean, Topaz's fumbled vote. I mean, how do you beat that one though? Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Anything, anything else interesting here? Oh, then we get to the seasons, um, which was best slot meltdown, uh, which I, either Jace or Josh basically, um, best, uh, winners winning moment. Uh, Jace wins the triple eviction veto or Betty winning the veto. I guess Betty winning the veto. It was was just more fun to watch. The Mm -hmm. the triple eviction veto was just hard to follow. Um, Yeah, it wasn't the strongest one. mm -hmm. Best celebration, uh, Legends of the Doors, uh, or the um, what is what is behind that red door? By the way, has that have they teased that all season? This red door counting down a little. Um, I, honestly, there were there. So I was streaming this on Twitch. There were people in my chat that were like, "What is that?" Like these are people who like are caught up on everything. So I can only imagine the show only viewers being like, yeah. what? Oh, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> Thought she was talking about the big red door she was about to walk out of, but no, there's another red door in this house that's been counting down all season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get it eventually. Um, be something. Maybe the BB can awards. There's really uh for for such a great season I feel like these are not the most uh, these are not the best uh awards for and specifically I yeah, think that's why they introduced so many past season awards. <laughs> but even with the past season ones I th- you know when I think of legendary big brother moments I can give you a a a bit of a list that isn't even mentioned there you know so there's yeah. some strange, strange choices but uh hey best kiss I want it I want it. All right. We'll see. We'll see if it happens. Um, all right. Uh, is there anything else from the episode that we should uh, we should bring up? Is Gino one of the most quiet house guests of all time? He's not a man of many words. You know, even in his exit, like uh, was he just chill all the time? He didn't really get fired up. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like the most fired up he got was like uh, shouldn't have, shouldn't have put that gummy in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah when he got fired up he walked away and sat in the corner oh my god can we talk about the math of the gummy just really quickly oh yes please uh, people are going nuts on twitter they're trying to solve algebra to figure out no if you it's everybody has the same chance if yes. you're all drawing an item there people are confused <laughs> do you know what it is because on survivor they recently had the uh the uh the do die or? yeah yes the the What's it called? I'm blanking. The Monty Python Monty theory? Hall problem. Oh, the Monty, Monty Hall problem. Yeah. We yep. had the Monty Hall problem on Survivor, and that does change because the host, you know, lucidly affects the game. In a situation where you're all picking a gummy bear, it doesn't matter who goes first or last. It's all 25%. So I believe I, it was Kevin on the live feeds that was laughing that the, he was saying, What was his theory? That Gino had the highest odds of picking the red gummy because he went yes. last. Yes, and not only did does he firmly believe this, but he actually ended up getting into an argument with Marty on his way out the door over it um, because he was like, Marty, I know what you did with the gummy bears. Uh, we didn't see this. We've just heard him talk about it, uh, where he was uh, essentially like confronted Marty about the, the gummy bear uh, trick, and Marty was like, what? No, it's an equal chance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
just what it's so and they're like I can understand just historically when you look through Big Brother Canada, there's these all time blenders of like Zach putting up JP, Ryan Belante putting up Andrew Miller, Cindy betraying Netta, but like just Jed messing up the veto, and then like it's like I can understand getting a little fancy at the start of the game, maybe pre jury, but like you're deep deep into the later portion of this game final six final seven like and these crazy decisions are getting made like like you know i you know everybody makes mistakes of course myself included but literally the the immunity the safety in these players hands that they so willingly give up is just mind-blowing to me yeah it's uh it, it is it is interesting the um, damn gummy bear he oh, gino's gonna be haunted man he's gonna have dreams of a giant really, red gummy I, bear know, like, i can't <laughs> imagine like oh. uh especially because i'm sure that gino feels like he would have won this game if not for the gummy bear mm-hmm. right um and so like you know for like i i I would never, I would not, I would not look at any kind of a gummy worms, um, like Sugar. any kind of gummy. Yeah. I'd just be like, I can't no, get no. that away from me, please. It's, you know, on one hand, I do agree. I think Gino has a phenomenal chance if he just doesn't put that gummy in. But on the other, it's like, all right, your 16th mistake of the season caught up to you. <laughs> like, yeah, we're so yeah. lucky we got through the other ones. You yeah. know? <laughs> I mean, in my, in my in my eyes, he should be like, man, I never should have evicted Kyle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but, you know, well, I don't think we'll ever get there. Uh, it's a lot easier to blame the gummy bear. Uh, so, uh, man, I was, I was hoping we would get some, uh, some feeds returning by the, uh, by the time we finished up the, the podcast, but the feeds still appear to be down for now. So we do not have an update on who won this final four HOH. Not that it matters that much. Um, but, uh, just in terms of, you know, narrowing down the options for yeah. who can be evicted, uh, with the final four veto. Uh, we are definitely still looking ahead to uh, to what might happen there. Um, yeah, Kevin, any uh, any other thoughts? Uh, great episode. Thank you for breaking it down for me. It's always nice to come ask questions, talk about it all. Uh, I'm in Toronto uh, for the finale next week. Going to see some old friends, bump shoulders with some old BB Can alumni. You know, excited to see everybody. The community hasn't really gotten together since before COVID. So I think season seven finale was the last finale where people have actually seen each other so you know it's excited to excited to see everybody get to get a vibe of what's going on talk to you know people from season 10 uh, and watch person. watch the pre-gaming happen there will there's always a little bit of pre-gaming which is which is amazing which is hilarious um uh yeah man life is good dude i'm thriving i'm so happy and blessed and then uh you know always nice to come do things like this so thank you for having me on Thank you for coming on, Kev. Uh, always, always a pleasure. Um, it's always, uh, it's all you always, you always come in with, with great questions and, uh, it's always fun to, to talk through the season. Hey, these are the legitimate questions I have on my couch when I'm, you know, cause obviously I live the experience when I'm watching the edits. I'm always like, okay, did that really happen or what happened there? Or, you know, so it's nice to always, uh, clear up you you live feeders the live feeders are a bit of a cult though do you get that vibe <laughs> like there's a little bit of like culty it's passionate uh you know i never was a true live feeder myself i just couldn't uh, i couldn't do it well yeah as betty as betty says uh freaks <laughs> is that what she said yeah <laughs> there was context but yeah the word came out <laughs> uh, what was wasn't it tim, tim dropped I, I remember tim dropping some controversial remarks about the live feed community <laughs> back in season four 
Uh, it's Tim Dormer back on uh, Australian Big Brother again. He is, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's yeah. Uh, that's that's an, an, uh, amazing. That's very exciting. Yeah, well, uh, and, and I think it's also like it's it's kind of like a hybrid now of um, mm. like they kind of vote each other out uh, up until the end, at which mm. point the audience votes. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. it's uh, I check I checked one season out. It was it was okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, final thoughts for me. Uh, 100K Canadian. It's getting a little skimpy, BB Can. It's getting a little <laughs> skimpy. I don't know. Let's talk about Wendy's a few more times. It's got, it's got the brick back. You know, twist those twists. We can load up as many sponsors as we want, but you know, inflation, dude. 2022, you're giving out 100K Canadian. It's just a little, it's a little thin. It's a little too thin right now. 150, I think, would do wonders. It didn't this circle. I've seen the circle premiere, like, uh, these circle teasers where they've jumped the prize pool from 100k to 150 for the winner. So, yeah, nice 50 percent increase for season 11. Let's do it. I was serious. When when Kevin is winning uh, poker tournaments uh, that uh, are like uh, triple the amount of prize money as uh, VB can, you know, uh, we're 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 really starting to get into territory where it's like. Uh, how long did it take you to win that hundred k in Vivica, Canada? <laughs> Uh, the experience of a lifetime. I do love how the show is openly being like, uh, I think it's, you know, showing the stress of the contestants a little bit down the stretch here. You can see it in the, you can, I don't know, for some reason it's the editing and like the intensity and the the breaking the fourth wall. You can just feel the, how much stress these contestants are under on this season, which is added to the drama. Like you can tell how sweaty it really is. And it just takes me back to those days of like, Oh yeah. Yeah, I remember being deep in this game and like not being able to sleep and like onslaught and stuff. Uh, these poor, these poor contestants. I mean, they'll be okay, but they go through a lot of shit as well. I mean, I think it's a good sign if they're able to sort of like portray it in a way that's that's mm-hmm. bringing you back. It feels like because again, I feel like it's just it's just that effort, the effort being put into yeah. like uh, really capturing um, these moments. Um, so again, kudos, uh, kudos to production here this season. Scally, any final thoughts? No, I'm just excited to see uh, how this final four plays out. As we've talked about, I feel like by this point in the game, you can count like at least two people out in most seasons. Uh, So I'm very excited to see that we have a final four where it really could go in any direction. Like anyone could be evicted next. Anyone could be in the final two and anyone could win. So very excited to see how this season ultimately plays out. All right. Very fun. Well, That's what we have for you tonight, then. I will be back tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Eastern to update you on everything that we uh, ultimately might see tonight here in terms of uh, an HOH result. Um, It probably won't be too much. uh, Actually, I'm I'm looking at a tweet that was just posted. Beads will be down for the night and will be back tomorrow morning. So we will not have the HOH results until at least tomorrow morning. I assume before the update. That's how it's been in the past, but uh, not necessarily uh, guaranteed. Tweet uh, tweet Hamza. He's got the info, right? (laughs) 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 Would he he drop the wrong spoilers on the triple? (laughs) (laughs) People must have been so pissed, especially with what happened. Oh, people were mad. Oh, boy. (laughs) I, I I love the Big Brother community, but I also love to see like people riled up, you know, like, you know, when uh, I like when the storyline goes the way it's supposed to, but also when shit happens, you know, when there's like the favorites get voted out and everybody Mm. loses their mind. I enjoy that a little bit as well. 
Yeah. Well, uh, so so there we go. Tomorrow morning, we will we might have uh, some HOH results for you. We uh, that's what happened with the veto that we were able to find out uh, who, that Helena had won the veto right before the uh, the live feed update uh, over on um, Sunday. Um, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. We might have it. We might not. If we don't, then uh, we'll just tell you we don't, and then we'll move on. Um, but, uh, then we'll be back the next morning, uh, on Saturday morning for what might be, uh, one of the last, uh, true live feed updates of the season, um, as the feeds will likely turn off, uh, sometime on Saturday or Sunday, uh, depending on when they, uh, have their special eviction, uh, which they typically do after the veto is won. And, um, and that'll be it. For the updates, we'll then go over the final three and their games, or at least the anticipated final three and their games. And that's uh, our schedule is a little bit different this week. Uh, the roundtable will take place on Monday after the episode in place of the recap, uh, as we are all heading to New York for the live show of Survivor Know-It-Alls. Um, and then uh, we will have some sort of sparse coverage here um up until the finale where uh i will be uh you know hosting that one live from a hotel room uh so uh we will do our best here as we come to a close on the season but check it all out as we get there check out the survivor coverage i've got going on find me over on twitch twitch.tv slash darren armstrong watching these episodes live with you and playing some other games and hanging out and having fun uh kevin what have you got going on I'm trying to take on the poker world, but man, I am head down trying to strive up the poker mountain and uh, having a lot of fun doing it. So follow me. I do poker stuff if you're into that. And uh, times are very fun. You know, also a little travel ahead going to Texas. You're going to New York. That sounds like fun. Yeah. Sounds like a good time. You know, we did a couple of years there with no traveling at all. So it's kind of nice to explore the world again a little bit. Life is good, Ben. Thank you for having me on. Yes, and uh, if you haven't heard uh, the the sequel to the original Kevin Martin on the Terran Show, uh, I talked to to Kevin uh, a few months ago, and we uh, we we chatted through the uh, the new year and the, and and what he's been up to. So uh, check that out if you haven't already. Scally, where can people find you? Uh, anything that I'm doing is on Twitter at Brian underscore Scally. Uh, specifically, I am about to start talking about the challenges coming back with the challenge All Stars 3, uh, soon to be the challenge, uh, other people, but, uh, All Stars 3 is coming back. Dropped a couple preview podcasts over on the Dom and Colin preview on, uh, the Dom and Colin podcast feed. So people should check that out. All right. Well, that's what we have for you tonight. Thank you all so much for joining us and we will see all of you next time. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. 